0: Amen. Hello and welcome to Amen Podcast, where we preach the good news of Jesus Christ and how it applies to everyday life. I'm Lucilani, your host, and today I'm joined by my husband Alex, who's preaching on the cure to anxiety. We'll be in Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 30, reading the CSB version. If you have your Bible, open it up now. If not, that's okay, just listen along. Therefore, I tell you, Don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wildflowers of the fields grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God's clothes, if that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, you of little faith?
1: Amen. We are able to live unworried because you guys support us. There's times where we're like, we'll start to worry about finances and then we'll go to our website and we'll see how you guys are supporting us. And just thank you for allowing us to live out this passage um, because there's lots of ads and companies that we could work with, but we just don't want to distract from the gospel. Um, and so when we decided to let this thing be ad free, um, we were putting our ourselves in the hands of God and in a way your hands too. Um, so we just thank you for all the sharing and Rating, reviewing, donating. Um, We can live unworried because of you guys. So let's look at verse uh, 25. We're going to first talk about why we need to be unworried, why we can't stop worrying, and how to be unworried. So if you want to live unworried, if you want to um, know why is it that you keep falling into worry, why is worrying so easy for a Christian to fall into, this is going to tell us. So it says, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life. So that right there, Jesus is telling the disciples on the Sermon on the Mount, as he's sitting there on the mountain outside, he's saying, worrying keeps you from truly living. Mm-hmm. He says, don't worry about your life, because if you worry about your life, you're not truly living. Look at Luke 19:1 through 10. This is a perfect character study. On a guy named Zacchaeus and how he realized that he wasn't truly living because he was constantly worrying about his appearance. He was worrying about his money. And so let's read it.
0: He entered Jericho and was passing through. There was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but he was not able because of the crowd, since he was a short man. So, running ahead, he climbed up a sycamore tree to see Jesus, since he was about to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, "'Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, because today it is necessary for me to stay at your house.' So he quickly came down and welcomed him joyfully. All who saw it began to complain. He's gone to stay with a sinful man. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, I'll give half of my possessions to the poor, Lord. And if I have extorted anything from anyone, I'll pay back four times as much. Today salvation has come to this house, Jesus told him, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost."
1: In verse 25 of our text, when Jesus tells them, don't worry about your life. The the life is more than what you eat. The body is more than your clothing. What he was saying to the disciples is what Jesus was saying to Zacchaeus. Mm -hmm. He was inviting the disciples and Zacchaeus to truly live. Christians, we aren't to worry because we have been invited to experience real life. That's why he says life is more than what you eat. If you only live to eat your next meal, if you only live to eat good food, your life, that's not truly living. You're not an animal. Mm -hmm. He's saying life is more than clothes. If you're constantly worrying about what am I gonna wear this week? What am I gonna wear that week? What am I gonna wear here, there? You're not truly living. Zacchaeus realized that. He was a short guy. He was always probably thinking about his appearance. Probably had short man syndrome, short king syndrome. He was probably thinking, okay, well I'm gonna show these bullies by becoming rich. As a tax collector, what that meant was he wasn't paid by the Roman government. He was just employed by them to go and receive taxes from people and take whatever cut he wanted to take on top of it for himself. So every day as a tax collector, he's thinking, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to buy that chariot that I want? How am I going to get that robe that I want? He was constantly thinking about his appearance, his clothes, his food as he stole from people. And he heard a name, Jesus. And he was what? In chapter seven, he tells us he was a friend of sinners, a friend of tax collectors, because he hung out with guys like Matthew. And as he heard about this guy, he said, could it be? Could he be friends with me, a tax collector, a sinful person, a person with no friends? Because if he wants to be friends with me, then I'm being invited to truly live. Mm -hmm. That's what you're invited to. So don't waste your time worrying, because that's sapping away your life. Mm -hmm. So we know why we need to be unworried, living, But here's why we can't stop worrying, looking. Verse 26, consider. In other words, look at the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add a moment to your life by worrying? Verse 28, and don't worry about your clothes. Observe. In other words, look. Mm -hmm. It's It's the same word as consider. Look. How the wildflowers, wildflowers here is translated uh, from Greek into English, lilies of the field. Look how they grow. They don't labor or spin. They don't work. God just takes care of everything for them. Now, this is not saying don't work. He's saying don't make your life about your work. Mm -hmm. Don't make your life about what are you going to eat? How are you going to do this? The birds don't worry. Little story. I was struggling with housing. Uh, We don't own our house. We are renting. And in today's world, to have five kids and not own your house is crazy. Um, Especially when it's within our own power to, like we said, do big sponsorships, work with big brands, do collaborations, travel all over the world speaking. We could do that, but we don't see in God's word Permission to do that for us. Some people do that, that's fine. But for us, we would be abandoning our true calling with the preaching and we wouldn't be able to parent very well living like that. And so we decided we're not going to do that. So one day in particular, I was worrying about the house and I walked by my neighbor's house and they have this like Tesla power bank thing. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. They have a Tesla power bank. I don't even own my house. And it was, it, I was struggling. And God told me, stop worrying about tomorrow. Stop worrying about 10 years from now. Right now you're fine. Rent's paid. Everything's fine. Kids are healthy. Don't worry about five, 10 years from now. So I was like, okay, okay. And I walked back. And earlier that day, I'd noticed that my son had spilled hundreds of pretzels all over the grass. And I was pretty upset about it. I didn't have time to clean it up. So it was just sitting there. And so when I came back, I noticed that the birds were eating all the pretzels. And it reminded me of this verse that God feeds the birds. Here I am worrying about things I shouldn't be worrying about. Here I am getting angry at my son and the pretzels that he spilled and the mess that my son made, God was using to feed the birds. And it convicted me. If if I'm worth more than a a bird to God, then I don't need to worry about my home. I don't need to worry about my food. He's going to take care of me. We worry because of what we look at. L- let's read uh, Matthew 14, 22 through 33. Um, it's going to show us that where we keep our eyes controls our thoughts. This is why Jesus says we can't stop worrying because of what we're looking at. We need to stop worrying so that we can truly live, but we're not stop worrying because of what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Matthew 4, 22 through 33.
0: Jesus came toward them walking on the sea very early in the morning. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. "'It's a ghost,' they said, and they cried out in fear. Immediately Jesus spoke to them, "'Have courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. "'Lord, if it's you,' Peter answered him, "'command me to come to you on the water.' "'He said, "'Come.' And climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught hold of him and said to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt?
1: If we look like we're like dancing or going crazy, it's because there's mosquitoes everywhere. (laughs) But God is feeding the mosquitoes right now. So we don't, we need to be like them. (laughs) Uh, so if Zacchaeus is climbing up a tree and going to great lengths to get a look at Jesus, what, what Zacchaeus is saying is my perspective has changed. I used to look at money. I used to look at my appearance. Now I look to Jesus and I'm invited to truly live in order for us to stop worrying, to live unworried. We have to have a perspective change that can only be given to us by Jesus. Jesus was trying to give Peter that Zacchaeus and Peter juxtaposition right here because Peter is invited to step out of the boat, we hear. And as he steps out of the boat, the first thing he does is he looks at the strength of the wind. It says he saw the strength of the wind and he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Lord, save me from what? My perspective change. We're born sinful. We're born with the wrong perspective. We're, we're born looking at the wrong things. This is why Jesus says, change your perspective. Look at the birds and look at how specifically I'm feeding them. Change your perspective. Look at the lilies and specifically how I'm taking care of them. Peter, change your perspective and look at me, not at the strength of the wind. I control the wind. I control this life. I think sometimes what we do is because... Worrying about our life makes us feel like we can control our life. Mm -hmm. But Jesus is saying, change your perspective and realize that you can't control anything. Mm. You're not in control of anything. So why waste your life worrying about your life when you can't control your life? Worrying about your life may make you feel in control of it, but we're not in control of anything. Jesus wants us to change our perspective. We'll never be able to stop worrying unless we stop looking at the wrong things so verse 28 tells us how to be unworried it says why do you worry about your clothes observe again look how the wildflowers of the field grow they don't labor or spin. yet i tell you not even solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these solomon is the richest man to ever live and he didn't even dress as well as the beautiful wildflowers, the beautiful lilies. Mm. Verse 30 says, if that's how God clothes the grass of the field. Again, he's he's referring back to the lilies, which are here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow. Won't he do much more for you? You have little faith. What he's saying is when they gather plants and gather food, the excess would just be thrown into the fire. And that's just stuff that's growing on the ground. And yet the stuff that's growing on the ground, the lilies and everything else, God is providing what the nutrients that they need in order to grow. So what this is telling us is something as simple as wildlife's lilies. They're here today and thrown into the furnace the next day. Yet God takes care of them. That's reminding us of this, that on the cross, Jesus withered like a lily so we would live unworried. Wasn't Jesus the one that was treated that like in three years, the first year, nobody knew who he was. Three years of ministry from 30 to 33. First year of ministry, no one knew who he was. Second year of ministry, everybody knew who he was. And then the third year of ministry, nobody cared who he was. He was popped up like a lily here today and then gone tomorrow. The next day he was up on the cross, burning and withering away like a lily. John 19, 28, it says, after this, they, when Jesus knew that everything was now finished and that scripture might be fulfilled, he said, I'm thirsty. What scripture was he trying to fulfill? Or that he was fulfilling with all power? Psalms twenty two fifteen. 15. My strength is dried up like baked clay. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You have put me into the dust of death. He was fulfilling that scripture by thirsting on the cross. It wasn't just a physical thirst. It was a spiritual thirst. He wasn't able to drink deep of the fountain of God. The the grace and the beauty and the rain of God wasn't falling down on Jesus in that moment. He was separated from that and he was withering away like a lily. The psalmist says his tongue was sticking to the roof of his mouth. He was so thirsty. What was happening? He was withering like a lily, so that we could live unworried. You see, when you live worried, you wither away the life that God has given you. You waste it. And so Jesus comes, lives completely unworried, completely unbothered by the things of the world. Doesn't come down here and work on his 401k, retirement plan, get a house, get a car. He doesn't do any of that. He says, even the foxes have dens, but I have no place. The birds have nests. I have no place. He was withering away on the cross. Jesus was stripped of everything and yet rose again so we could lack nothing. On the cross, he died naked. He died thirsty. He didn't have clothes. He didn't have sustenance. Why? The body is more than clothing. Life is more than what we eat. He was stripped of absolutely everything, stripped of his relationship with his father. So we would lack nothing. And yet he rose again. What that tells us, what the resurrection shows us that no matter what we feel like we're lacking, we're not actually lacking anything. Mm. Whatever we feel like we're chasing after, Jesus says, everything's going to be okay because after I was stripped of absolutely everything, I still rose. And so yet you will rise when you are in me. I love this. Also, Jesus will burn away this world and create a new one without all the things that tempt us to worry. And 2 Peter 10 through 13 tells us about the second coming of Christ and how he's going to remake everything. The resurrection shows us that Jesus rose to new life so that he could create new life. He rose again so that he could rise again, a new earth, a new creation. So everything that we're worried about on this earth, it's all going to burn up because it's broken. And he's going to make something completely new, something that will not wither, something that will not waste. So the resurrection teaches we need not worry because Jesus is making everything new. And when we're tempted to worry, we look at the right things. We have that perspective change. We look at creation. And how creation is so unworthy or unworried. We look at how Jesus was unworried on the cross and yet he's still withered. So we don't have to wither and be worried. Mm. Father, thank you so much for this simple message, Lord. We we can't wait to get into part two of this passage, Lord, as we talk more about seeking the kingdom and what that looks like. We're, just so, we're so thankful, God, of how you are that beautiful uh flower, that beautiful rose of Sharon that, uh, is out in the plain and yet shining with all splendor, Lord, where there is no beauty, you stick out and yet you withered Lord, as beautiful as you were, you withered so that we wouldn't have to wither and worry. We thank you for that. Thank you for the resurrection and what it promises us in your name. We pray. Amen.
0: This is the part of the episode called After the Amen, where we ask you a a question to help you apply this message to your life. And so our question today is, what do you worry about? Very simple. What do you worry about? And I will go first, as always. um, Last night, last night, last week, I touched on this a little bit, that that's my thoughts are oftentimes consumed by worry, and it can be, um, And, you know, whatever troubles, you know, each each day brings, that's what I'm oftentimes worrying about. But um, I guess just more recently today or yesterday, I woke up and my back was really bad. And then in the middle of the night, Alex had like a splitting migraine that we were like, honestly, like, should we go to the ER and make sure you're okay? Like it was it was crazy and it's just so interesting how quickly my mind shifts to like thinking about thinking about the future and worrying about the future like i'm like how are our kids going to survive if they have two parents that are not able bodied like what if alex has something very serious like who is going to raise our children like <laughs> my back is like killing me and i can i'm like going very slowly like doing things around the house And it's hard to keep up with five kids and moving slowly. Like you kind of have to move quick. And so my mind instantly went to worry instead of instantly going to prayer. Um, And so that's just one of my struggles more recently. But I think um, God just allows these ailments in our lives because he wants us to trust him more deeply. And he wants that intimate relationship where We're not full of worry, but we're full of joy knowing that he will take care of us. And I think once I finally get that, maybe the pain will go away or maybe not. Maybe it'll be an ongoing thing until I'm in glory, but that's okay. Um, In the meantime, it just, he's calling me into more dependence on him. And I think that's so beautiful because... But without Jesus, we would like have to live a life of worry because we would have to work for our own salvation. So we would have to constantly be worrying about if what we're doing is enough. And there's religions out there right now that believe that even in the name of Jesus, too. And so it's just we discredit what he did on the cross when we live worried, because when he died on the cross, he took away all of our worry because he said, you can't do it on your own and he his finished work allows us to live completely dependent and worry-free because he's the one who is enabling us to live through this life and providing for us and controlling our life for our good, um, in in whichever way it may go in, in, um, seasons of suffering and in seasons of like bountiful seasons, seasons full of joy, he's in control and it's all for our good. And so we really, really don't have to worry. Um, whether we're suffering or not, he if we're suffering, it's because He loves us. Yeah. It's what's best for us, and it's what's growing us and stretching us. And we will also be able to identify in His sufferings more um, in those seasons. And so, man, what a beautiful Savior we have. And I've shared in the past, like, I have to constantly go back to this passive, passage of Scripture since becoming a true, like, surrendered Christian, really. <laughs> but especially throughout our marriage with just the life of ministry and not knowing where our finances are going to come or not knowing where we're going to go next or whatever it is, um, living in a state of worry, even pregnancy, not worrying about, oh, what am I going to wear? What am I going to wear after? My clothes is fitting weird, you know, <laughs> my clothes is falling apart. <laughs> so it's just so interesting how this touches on every subject and... Um, We really don't have to worry about that. And when you truly just trust and give it and surrender and give it to the Lord, it's mind blowing the ways that he provides for you. It really is. And it's, it's just so worth it. That's so worth it, friends. That's all I can say.
1: (laughs) Amen. And next week we'll talk how we can do that, how we can, um, practically give it to the Lord and walk with trust in him. Mm. And uh, I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. But thank you for sharing that struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, And we want to hear from you guys. You know, there's healing in confession. So tell us in the comments and on the Spotify responses. And yeah, maybe we'll throw us on our Instagram story too. What do you guys worry about? Um, So that we can all, you know, just be encouraged by each other's honesty. And know that we're not alone. So um, with that said, our plane is here. I don't know if you can hear that, but uh, it's time for us to go. So we'll see you guys in the next episode. Not our plane, by the way. No, definitely not. (laughs) Not our plane. Um, But yeah, we love you guys. We'll see you in the next one and share the podcast and um, talk about this stuff with a friend or a family member or something like that. But with that said, we love you and we'll see you in the next one.
0: Go out and be the church. Amen.